Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Sunday the 16th of October. I'm Jenny Barsby. And I'm Amy Gill. An historic Communist Party Congress kicks off in Beijing. By 2050, like China is going to be one of the greatest countries on Earth, if not the greatest you know, country. You know, China is going to regain its like, past glory. Biden brands Britain's economic policies a mistake. I, I disagree with the policy, but that's up to Great Britain to make that judgment, not me. The Times Daily World Briefing. China's President Xi Jinping has opened the Communist Party's 20th Congress in Beijing where he's expected to secure his third five-year term in charge after he abolished term limits in 2018. The Congress is held twice a decade, as Didi Tang, Times China correspondent, explains. So the Party Congress, the National Congress, is very much like the you know national conventions for the Democrat or the Republicans, right? So, but in China, it's once every five years, this kind of the Congress, you know, with delegates from all over the country, and they're supposed to represent all walks of life, you know, the party membership, right? You know, to represent the general party membership. President Xi started his two-hour address far shorter than his nearly three and a half hours in 2017 by defending China's fight against COVID-19. In the face of the sudden COVID-19 pandemic, we adhere to the principles of people first, life first, and also firmly adhere to the dynamic zero-COVID policy to carry out the fight against the pandemic, the people's war, the overall and the blocking war, to protect people's lives and physical health to the maximum, coordinating epidemic prevention and control, as well as economic and social development to achieve significant positive results. There is increasing public fatigue over lockdowns and travel restrictions, which resulted in a rare and dramatic public protest on Thursday. Xi Jinping also mentioned Taiwan, saying that China would never renounce the right to use force, but will strive for a peaceful resolution. Now, China views democratically ruled Taiwan as its own territory, but the island's government has strong objections and believes sovereignty should be claimed by its people. The president reiterated the Chinese position against the Taiwanese government's seeking of independence and pointed out he was critical of separatists and their secessionist activities and not at the compatriots in Taiwan at large. She also said China had achieved comprehensive control over Hong Kong, changing the situation in the city from chaos to governance. But as Charles Parton, a former China diplomat and senior associate fellow at RUSI, told Times Radio, there was nothing in the address which indicates major policy changes. The COVID policy is there to stay, and I think it's there to stay at least until mid-next year. And, and you know, other elements like Taiwan, etc., um, these are alluded to, but you don't see in, at this Congress the detailed, possibly if they're going to come, any detailed changes in policy. You see the overall direction. 
And as Diddy Tang told us, the address is more of a chance for the president to outline his past achievements and showcase his future ones. By 2050, like China is going to be one of the greatest countries on earth, if not the greatest you know, country. You know, China is going to regain its like, past glory. Um, so and he said next five years will be crucial and this is what we need to do. We need to strengthen the party leadership. We need to, you know, have a stronger army. We need to, you know, develop our economy to be like of better quality. We need to, you know, make people's life better. We need to, you know, protect the environment. The conference lasts for a week. US President Joe Biden believes that the UK's recent economic turmoil was predictable and branded the Prime Minister's economic plans as a mistake. The pound recently tumbled to a 30-year low against the dollar following British Prime Minister Liz Truss's mini-budget. In it, Ms Truss set out major tax cuts, which she said would stimulate the economy. But that, along with other policies, spooked the markets. Speaking to reporters in Oregon, Mr Biden said he disagreed with major points of Ms Truss's mini-budget. Well, I I think that uh, the idea Cutting taxes on the super wealthy at a time when, anyway, I just think, I, I disagreed with the policy, but that's up to Great Britain to make that judgment, not me. Ms. Truss has U-turned on major points of the budget, including the tax cuts, in an attempt to calm the markets. But the pound dipped again this week after she fired her Chancellor of the Exchequer. The country's economic turmoil has damaged its international reputation and Biden said he was not the only one who thought mistrust's economic policies were a mistake. Viola von Kramen is a German Green MEP and vice chair of the European Parliament. While speaking to Times Radio, she agreed that the market's reaction was predictable. I mean, this fiscal plan or economic plan, however you want to call it, I mean, this was so much anticipated. This cannot be a recipe to to tackle inflation. And it was so uh, expected, the reaction by the market, and, and, and it looks so so unprofessional. Back in the UK, the economic fallout has severely weakened Liz Truss's position, and some members of her own Conservative Party want to remove her from office. While speaking to Times Radio, Italy's former Education Minister Lorenzo Fiamonte compared the British political drama and instability to his own country. So, and, and some people have to say a bit jokingly, but some people are looking at the UK just to say that Italy used to be the only country that had so many issues and so many crises, and now finally the UK is going down the same route as well. And I'm not sure that this is a good thing. The Prime Minister and her new Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, are due to hold talks on Sunday to salvage their economic credibility. On the way, Australia faces severe flooding and a K-pop band reunites. The Times Daily World Briefing. A huge fire broke out at Iran's notorious Evin prison last night, where criminal convicts are held alongside political prisoners and anti-government activists. They include Siamak Namatsi, an Iranian-American imprisoned for nearly seven years on espionage-related charges, environmentalist Morad Tabaz, who also has British nationality, and businessman Emad Shaji. Gunshots were reported to have been fired as the blaze took hold of the jail in the capital, Tehran.
state media claims at least eight people were injured in the blaze. At this stage, it's not known if this was in any way linked to anti-government protests that have been taking place throughout Iran over recent weeks. They first erupted last month after the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini in police custody. She was arrested by the morality police for not wearing her headscarf correctly. Iranian officials say she died of a heart attack, but her family claims she was beaten to death. It's understood hundreds of protesters were sent to Evin. U.S. President Joe Biden was asked to comment on the situation in Iran while on a visit in Oregon. The Iranian government is so oppressive. You can't have anything but an enormous amount of respect for those people marching in the streets. I was surprised by the courage of people and women taking the streets, taking off their heads. I mean, it's really been amazing. Really Iran's foreign ministry spokesperson Nasser Hanani has rejected Joe Biden's comments, saying in recent days the U.S. government and officials have tried desperately to inflame unrest in Iran under various excuses and in any way they can and have supported the riots in our country and the creation of violence. Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese travelled to Victoria on Sunday to assess the damage of severe flooding. Australia's most popular state, which is home to the city of Melbourne, has been hit hardest by heavy rain this week and left thousands of homes and businesses without power. During his visit, Mr Albanese praised the Australian character. And I pay tribute to the volunteers and the people in these communities who are showing such resilience once again in the face of enormous pressure that they're under. Australians are coming together, uh, they're helping each other out And once again, we're seeing, at the worst of times, the best of the Australian character. Overall, it is estimated that around 500 homes have been flooded and at least one person has died. Bernard Langham is the Times' correspondent in Sydney and discusses the extent of the damage. The the real concern is in the next few days, uh, as these floodwaters move further south, um, the Premier of Victoria said this afternoon that they, that they may have the largest evacuation ever attempted in Australia in the next few days. This year alone, more than 20 people have died in widespread flooding, which has been driven by an El Nino weather pattern, which is where the Pacific Ocean's surface temperature is cooler than expected, bringing above-average rainfall. This has happened for the third year in a row. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. Kane Reeves has details of the upcoming world-famous El Clasico. One of the biggest games in world football takes place today, the El Clasico between Real Madrid and Barcelona. Barcelona will replace their sponsor Spotify's logo for that of Canadian rapper Drake for the game. The special shirt will be worn against Real Madrid to celebrate Drake becoming the first artist to reach 50 billion streams on Spotify. The two sides are neck and neck at the top of the table after an unbeaten start to the season that has seen them both drop just two points from a possible 24. The game at the Bernabeu kicks off at 4.15 in Spain. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. K-pop boy band BTS has reunited to help promote South Korea's bid to host the World Expo, where nations gather to share technological innovations. The band held a free concert in the port city of Busan, which is hoping to host the World Expo in 2030. Over 50,000 attended the stadium and thousands more tuned in to big screens throughout the city. The future of the seven-member band came into question earlier this year 
after they announced they would be pursuing solo projects. And finally, more than 1,000 toy Paddington bears left by members of the public outside Buckingham Palace and Windsor Castle following the death of Queen Elizabeth II are to be given to charity. The late monarch came to be associated with the famous Peruvian bear after the pair made a surprise appearance together in a comedy sketch during the summer's Platinum Jubilee celebrations. In a photograph to mark the occasion, the Queen Consort Camilla is seen smiling broadly on a low sofa in the morning room at Clarence House, clutching a Paddington bear on her lap and surrounded by other teddies. A tweet accompanying the photo reads, The bears have been scrubbed up to look their best ahead of arrival at their new home, Please look after this bear. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing on Sunday, the 16th of October. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.